we miss we miss Christy like Christy's microphone mouth sex. So. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, yeah, sorry. I know we start recording and then I just shut down. I'm like, oh. We can't really start going yet, anyways, because my backup's not running yet because it's still exporting from yesterday. Mm. I don't want to be the one this to be the one time that my shit fucks up and we need my backup and I don't have the first like five minutes of our recording or something. Yeah, true. That would suck. Christy, seriously, what are you doing to your microphone right now? Like, are you seriously just... I wasn't doing anything. (laughs) What the hell was that? That was my chair. Or my ass. You guys could make that call. I'm not... (laughs) I'm not picky. You know what I mean? See, that's Tim. Yeah, that's That's Tim. Yeah, but I can see him put the food in his mouth. I don't know what you're doing, so it just, to me, immediately just, I connotated as disgusting. (laughs) Well, but yeah, Tim, just let us know when you're good to go. It'll be real, real soon. Real oh, soon. Because I don't know if I should start asking you guys questions, like real questions, like about Deadpool and life and podcast and things. Um, hey. That's done. No. I'm tired. There wasn't a ton of news this week, eh? Wow. Bits and pieces. There's some stuff. There's, there's a, a few big ones. Yeah. All right. Now I'm recording. Are you? We're good? Yeah. All right, welcome to Dance Robot Dance, everybody, episode 97. We are here with our series regulars. We've got Mark with us in the house. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, it is. It's morning. It's it's morning. Um, We've got Tim. (laughs) This this is earlier than I think we've ever recorded before. Oh, yeah. I blame blame Christy. I'm I'm 100% blaming Christy for this right now. Absolutely. (laughs) And you got Christy. You're obviously beloved host <laughs> oh we love you to death christy we're just not super happy about being up super early in the morning uh, on no, Saturday. i'm really sorry you guys this is the last weekend we'll have to do this even though next weekend i won't be here because i'll be in punta cana but no the only reason we have to do this today is because it's the art gallery gala tonight oh fancy yeah i have to do an understudies rehearsal before we get to uh, before I get to the gala, so I had to like. I woke up over an hour ago to try and do my hair and stuff, and it's still not done. We get it. You're popular. I'm not popular. I'm not popular. I'm just overbooked. Is that overbooked. why you're not on cam right now? Is because you don't want us seeing your hair and therefore giving us another avenue to mock you with? Yes. <laughs> you just got your hair done all pretty. Um, that maybe, maybe. I got my hair all cut and tealed, and I thought it would be cool, but I don't remember how to style short hair. (laughs) So I tried to curl it. Tried being the operative word. And now it looks like I have a head of snakes. (laughs) You got got a Medusa vibe going on? I got a Medusa vibe. I I got some soup snakes up there. Um, It's the art gallery thing, right? You're going to be like artsy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fine. Go, go for like something abstract and asymmetrical. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Make your hair into like the into like a Jackson Pollock. <laughs> that would be cool. Actually. Yeah, she, what does she need Mark for that? Oh. Well, I don't get that joke. It's from. It, I'm, it's, I'm way referencing back to Guardians of the Galaxy, but that's okay. Oh. Oh, sorry. I should have picked that up. It's one of my faves. <laughs> but yeah. So welcome, everyone. To episode ninety-seven, you know what that means? That means I'm going to be hosting episode hundred. Yeah. <laughs> <You know. laughs> 
Assuming nothing happens and like you're not like, oh, I'm too busy to record this week, guys. Yeah. Guys, if you want me to keep doing this podcast, you'll lay off that shit. <laughs> <laughs> now, what do you think the likelihood of that happening is, given how much we love teasing you, Christy? It's getting more likely the more you tease me, I'll say that. <laughs> anyway, hello, listeners. We're going to tell you right off the bat what we're uh, talking about this week. We're going to be talking about Deadpool 2. And we're going in blind and give the guys any questions because I just wanted it to be like a chill conversation. Like we're just we're going to do the reg, you know, favorite character, favorite moment, all that jazz. But for now, we're going to go right into our news segment. I feel like we should have a sting for news, but that would just make Mark go insane because it would be more sting. I feel like you say that like every time we do the news. Anytime she, anytime <laughs> she, whenever she do. hosts and does the news, she brings up the fact that like she wants the thing <laughs> and then just forgets did. about it. I just don't know what we'd call it. When she just You're right, I do. I forget. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know that I'd brought it up before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Multiple times. I've cut it out of a bunch of episodes. Oh. <laughs> in that nice Well, of you. if you're not going to do a sting, there's no point in us talking about it. Yeah. You're I just, always forget about it. You don't listen to the listeners. episodes anyway, so what difference does it make when I come uh, along the episode? I do. She listened to the Bill and Ted one where That's we ragged true. on her a bunch. Yeah. Probably because we told her to listen to it because we ragged on her a bunch of those. So. No, I was already listening. <laughs> <laughs> we missed you, Christy. That's what's wrong. Yeah, whatever. So we're getting into news. We're getting into news. And uh, I guess the big news that came that was uh, a couple of things this week. Solo launched to pretty good reviews, actually. I didn't hate it. I saw it on Thursday night. Yeah, I, I liked it. You saw I had it? fun. It's a little long. Like it felt a little like it had like no ending syndrome or whatever you want to call it, like multiple ending syndrome. But like, yeah, I enjoyed it. I had a good time. I went in with yeah. literally zero expectations, though. So let that be said. Yeah, most of the stuff I'm seeing is that it's exceeding people's expectations that were admittedly low. Um, I'm seeing it tomorrow afternoon, so looking forward to it. I think it's going to be at least fun, at least a fun set. It was fun. I, at the very least, you, you'll have a good time watching it. Like I had, I had fun watching it. I had issues, and we'll talk about it at some point, I'm sure. But like, I definitely had a good time sitting through it. Nice. So, and I was totally surprised that I did because I was not even remotely interested or like hyped for that movie yeah. at all. So. That's yeah. kind of how I, uh, I haven't really made plans to see it yet. I know I will because Donald Glover, but yeah, he is the highlight. Absolutely. The yeah. highlight of the movie. So, so. yeah. So uh, I don't really know if there's much more to talk about with that. We'll, we'll obviously have to do an episode on it at some point, probably. Yeah. I, mean, I need to have an in-depth discussion about yeah. Amelia Clark's cleavage in that movie. I think so. <laughs> we'll have to do a review. Right <laughs> Amelia Clark has cleavage. It's like a magic space bra. They pumped her up pretty good for the movie. <laughs> just put it that way. Um, another bit of news just with uh, media is that um, they're bringing 26 uh, seasons of Doctor Who to Twitch, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I saw that they're doing like, crazy long uh, streaming yeah. thing. It's a huge marathon yeah, going on May right 20, now. Uh, 9th, May 29th. So in three days, they'll be launching this huge, this huge number of episodes, like all 26 seasons, which is crazy. Yeah, I'm a, I, I'm a Twitch subscriber, so I might just pop in and see what's going on. Because like I, there's some of that stuff I haven't seen since I was a kid, like watching it on PBS growing up and stuff like that. So I'd be curious to kind of like pop in for a couple episodes here and there, especially if I can time it right and get like a good Tom Baker mm-hmm. episode or season kind of thing while I'm sitting around. It'd be kind of fun because I just like 
I grew up on that old Doctor Who show. I don't know, Tim, you watched, did you watch the old Doctor Who? Kind uh, of? Some, yeah. I didn't watch it like religiously or anything like that. It was one that my mom would pop on occasionally. Um, although I don't think she even really remembers that she used to watch it. Because I brought it up with her before and be like, you should watch the new Doctor Who. And she's like, I don't remember watching any of the old shows. And I was like, that's funny because I fucking do. And I wouldn't have watched it unless you had it on TV. <laughs> I don't remember who put it on, like put me in front of it. But I definitely have like memories of watching like long stretches of it on PBS back in the day. And then getting annoyed when they switched the doctor because I didn't understand the regeneration mm-hmm. thing. I was like, why did they change the actor? I don't like the new guy. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. Hope the old guy comes back. I mean, it just when the rerun cycled over, like, oh, he's back. And I hadn't seen this episode. So it's a new story. Great. Yeah. Awesome. That being but, said, I'm positive that there's tons of episodes that I never saw as a kid. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's probably like at least I know for the first three doctors, I'm like, I have no fucking idea more or less what happened in any of those guys like adventures or whatever. Yeah. But still, it's cool. that They're like putting it up like that. And like if you because Twitch, you can archive stream all that stuff, too. Hopefully, mm-hmm. they'll be, you'll be able to go back and like pull from it if you want to. But yeah, that's really cool. that They're doing that. Yeah. yeah. And just staying in the uh, the TV vein, and I don't know if you guys saw on our Facebook page, but uh, Tim was sharing a whole bunch of really cool TV stuff, like Watchmen is getting its own TV series, and that's going to come to HBO, which I think is going to be pretty rad. We've definitely talked about that before. Really? Oh, absolutely. You only yeah. put it up three days ago. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, it was announced ages ago. It's just, yeah, there's now there's just more information about uh, sort of the setting that it's going to be set in modern day. It's not going to be like a direct adaptation. They're going to sort of like revamp it, which I think could be cool. Like, I think there's a lot of stuff that can be done with the modern political climate in that Watchmen kind of vein. There was a casting. There's casting news today, too. Was there not? Um, Somebody big got cast as the lead in the show. So, yeah, where's the where's the casting stuff that I had? It was up on io9 earlier. Yeah. Uh, and Damon Lindelof, uh, who's a showrunner, also posted a letter that basically was sort of meant to uh, alleviate people's worries. Like, it, he definitely acknowledges, like, hey, I'm the person that's going to, you know, that you think is going to fuck up your most, your favorite graphic novel of all time kind of thing. So, like, he clearly knows what he's getting into with this. So, it makes me think that he's got a lot of reverence for mm-hmm. the uh, the property. Yeah, he's pretty ingrained in, like, our sphere of stuff though yeah. so i'd assume he's kind of aware of because he's a jj guy if i'm not mistaken yeah right? they like, made lost, together. lost originally yeah, yeah. Well, um so. i just hope it's yeah, better the, than the movie because i hated the movie i liked them i actually watched it again when you were talking about the director's cut i watched it not too long ago i really enjoyed the director's cut like i had a good time with it so i was i was fine it's much better cut uh but yeah the the casting information was regina king is going to be like the lead yeah that's uh, it yeah, and well, Don Johnson from fucking Miami Vice gonna be on it. Tim Blake Nelson, Louis Gossett Jr., and then a couple of names I don't really recognize: Adelaide Clemens and Andrew Howard. Andrew Howard sounds familiar, but I don't know exactly from where. But either way, that's it's good that they're actually moving forward and getting casting going because yeah, that was sounding like a pipe dream for a little while, like that show, and now they're actually like moving into like casting, like oh, that might actually be happening sometime soon. But which I guess makes sense because they're like they're gonna be like. Game of Thrones lists in a year mm. kind of thing and having a big budget thing like Watchmen that would draw eyes back to HBO would probably be to their benefit yeah. so in a post Game of Thrones world. And so sort of what uh, it sounds like the setting is, is that the, the original like 12 issues of Watchmen is like the backstory for this. It all happened oh, like cool. back in the eighties, you know, the comedian died, uh, Owl man in the, in Silk Spectre get together. Ozyman Dias saves the world with his like crazy plan. And then this is t- picking that universe up like 30 years later or whatever kind of thing. Interesting. Now, for being something that we already talked about, 
We got some new info. So. <laughs> yes. There was new info this week, but we've known that this was coming for like six months or something like mm-hmm. that, I think. Yeah, we've been talking yeah. about it for a while. Well, anyway, I'm going to keep going. Wolf Among Us 2 has finally got a launch date for 2019. Thank God. I knew you'd be happy about that. I one. am so pumped. I am so pumped. It's my favorite Telltale game. Hands down, no question. I still need to play it. Uh, I, it's one of the Telltale games I haven't played because it's not a property that I have a lot of investment uh, in, but I do love Telltale's games. So. so good. The thing is, you can have an investment without needing to have read fables because it's all these characters you grew up with. Like, yeah, it's yeah. got Snow White and Mr. Toad and, you know, just a ton of other fairy tales that you don't need to know the huge backstories of to appreciate. Snow White and Mr. Toad sounds like a terrible porno. I was just going to say, does she take Mr. Toad's oh. wild ride? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's a, a couple of choices that I really liked. This is what you get when you wake me up early in the morning, guys. <laughs> no filter, just saying whatever. <laughs> well, there's a really cool couple cool things in The Wolf Among Us that I, I didn't really find as much gravitas in the choices as other games. Because Wolf Among Us, like there are a few times you could save someone. And I know that like with Walking Dead and stuff, like it was you save someone or they could die. But to me, like they would die regardless in the game most of the time. Like, do you know what I mean? Like in The Walking Dead, the first episode with Telltale. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it, everyone was if if you could save someone, they were definitely going to the person you didn't. The person you saved was still going to die down the road. Mm. But anyway, it, with Wolf Among mm. Us, like there's some really cool choices to be made. So. Yeah, that's one of the ones I have never tried. I have that. I have the second season of that Batman Telltale game that has just, I think, wrapped up in the last yeah. couple months or so. So I got to sit through that at some point. I liked the first season. I didn't like the gameplay particularly. The story was like, The story was the story was really cool, and it was a very different take on the mm-hmm. Batman universe. That, so. That's what Telltale is always good at is uh, is just story points and yeah. uh, storytelling and writing rather than you know they're not like. S- Meant to be like super engaging gameplay or kind of thing, or super interactive. Yeah, yeah Mark and I have really been enjoying playing through the first uh, Batman right now. Though he's at Anime North. Uh, I had fun with the first Batman episode. Like, I mean, yeah. the story was good. The the gameplay, I was like, meh. But like the uh, yeah, for sure the the story was a very different take on what I'm used to in my yeah. Batmore. And like it a was young penguin cool. and the way Harvey becomes Two Face. Like, no, no spoilers. I haven't played it. Yeah, I'm not spoiling anything. Yeah, no, you definitely just spoiled something. What Harvey? Oh, the Har- I thought you said Harley becomes Two Face. No, I was like, <laughs> that would be an interesting flip. No, no, I didn't spoil anything. Um, I think they don't introduce Harley Quinn till the second season, but I like again, I haven't played it, so yeah. I don't really know. But anyway, I'm uh, I'm pretty jazzed, pretty jazzed for that. Did you guys see the new Winnie the Pooh trailer? I normally wouldn't have watched it, but enough of my friends were sharing it that I did, and uh, I. It just looks like so emotionally manipulative that I don't know if I'm going to want to see it. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I just, oh, I I grew up, I have a little old school Winnie the Pooh on my uh, shelving unit in the living room that I'm looking at right now. He's so sweet. I used to like carry him everywhere. It looks like Toy Story 3 like levels of like, we're just going to reach into your heart, into your chest and pull out your fucking heart kind of thing. Sometimes you need that. <laughs> I still haven't seen Toy Story 3. Oh, what? So but so, yeah. like I said, just so manipulative. Heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah, so I'm looking forward to it, but I think it'll be 
it, you're right. It'll be families who go see it and people who want to be um, emotionally abused. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So mo- just moving on because I know we have lots to talk about. Krypton was renewed for season two. It was, yeah. I still haven't started watching the first season, but obviously I got to get on that if enough people seem to be interested in it. So uh, yeah, I'll have to have to finally get into that. Yeah, I'll just go back to it because I watched the pilot and was kind of like unenthused overall, but I've been pretty unenthused by TV lately, period. So I don't know. I've I've found some like good stuff on on Prime that I've been enjoying, like Marvelous Miss Maisel, actually legitimately so good. I've heard yeah. I've heard it was really good. It was really good. And there's a lot of boobs in it if you guys like boobs. Oh, who doesn't like boobs, really? Yeah. I was going to say Amazon picked up The Expanse, that sci-fi show that got canceled. Yeah. Actually, it is a sci-fi sci-fi show. Like, it's on that sci-fi network. And they canceled it. And a lot of people were super pissed off. But apparently, Amazon has scooped it up to uh, give it its, I guess, fourth season. Yes. Which is awesome because it is on my list of things like I need to get into because I've, I've heard it's spectacularly good i just haven't sat down and started watching a new giant tv show so yeah that's the thing it's been really hard for me just to get invested into uh new shows with the amount of current shows that i've got so that's why krypton has sat in the back seat for me uh, as well like i've got i'm i'm so behind on shows that i like already watch and uh, I know. You know, the only ones that i've been really keeping up on are like Westworld I've been keeping up on. I'm almost caught up on Legion and like Handmaid's Tale. Those are the three that have been like, okay, these are the ones I really need to get through. Yeah, I uh, I still like I've, I finally like kind of made sure I had all the episodes of the DC stuff to like watch. Mm-hmm. I just have had no inclination to sit down and like start slog. I pretty much have like like a season of a half season and a half of TV from all those shows kind of combined that I have not sat down and started to watch and looking at this yeah. big pile being like, it's daunting. I'm not super enthused to sit down and start like, especially slogging through the latter half of what was apparently a really shitty season of Arrow and a <laughs> quasi shitty season of The Flash. So I'm like, well, yeah. all right, yeah, yeah. Well, not uh, TV news. Epic Games is going to be. They just announced they'll be providing a hundred million dollars for Fortnite esports tournaments. Saw that. That's uh, that game's super freaking popular right now. So that's. Yeah. Yeah, I've never played that, it. That and, but, um, that and Overwatch are just blowing up my like Facebook feed from like my hardcore gamer friends. I know Overwatch is like an obsession. Crazy, yeah, it's still huge, even though it's been like it's been over for a couple years now, like two or three years. They they did a good job of like creating a community around it. So, but what's frustrating is that I feel like you can't jump in now as a new off yeah. uh, in Overwatch. Probably not. Yeah, yeah. probably right. That might be a little daunting. It feels very much like sort of the community that sprung up around those like uh, Source Engine games, around like the the Half Life derived like Counter Strike and Day of Defeat and Team Fortress and that kind of thing. Well, specifically the Fortnite mm-hmm. stuff, like because it it's like the Battle Royale game that's in there, like H1Z1 was there and then there was PUBG for a little while. And now like uh, Fortnite has added that mode, like the Battle Royale mode. Now it's just like the biggest thing on the Internet. Like even I've watched not Let's Plays, but like I have watched a couple of like the, the gaming groups that I watch do like long sessions of playing Fortnite just because it gets really ridiculous and stuff. It's kind of fun to watch, but yeah. I haven't sat down and like. I think I played one round and just got smoked because uh, it's a free download to play Battle Royale on PS4. So yeah. I kind of hopped in for like 30 seconds and just got fucking shot in the face. And I was like, yeah. Well, and that's the thing with Fortnite 2 yeah. is it's one of those games where like if you're not paying to play, you're going to just get fucking railed. Like if you're not buying like better weapons and better gear and shit like that. I don't, I, I don't think Battle Royale works that way. I think Battle Royale is pretty bad. I think all the 
anything you can buy DLC is cosmetic. I don't oh, think it okay. actually has any, like all the guns and stuff are pickups from what I understand. Like I'm not embedded in that community by any stretch of the imagination. I just like follow enough people that kind of are that yeah. I've seen stuff, but it does, like, like I said, it looks like a ton of fun. Both, the, both those games with like PUBG and that look like a, a lot of fun. Cause it's just like a hundred people get dropped on an Island and you have to kill each other with the guns you can find. I'm like, it is a fun concept, but yeah. Like the people who are playing it are fucking crazy diehard. So, yeah, I mean, they should have maybe like different servers depending on like how experienced you are or whatever kind of thing. Like beginner servers, intermediate, and then like the people that are in it to win it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe you end up with like people who are who are not noobs going onto the noob server and just like slaughtering a bunch of people for whatever because they've got all the skills. Like, it's always, yeah, there's always yeah. some asshole who's cheating, but. But then you've got like, you know, you've got your mod or whatever for that server that just says, no, you're clearly too good for this kick. Yeah, and clearly you have a, a this is not your primary account and you're here yeah. fucking with noobs. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll keep going. This is uh, exciting for you guys. And again, it's something that Tim posted, but it looks like Star Wars Boba Fett. The movie is in the works with James Mangold. Mm. You want to talk about this, Tim? It seems like something you're passionate yeah, about. Yeah, it looks uh, James Mangold being the director of Logan. Uh, and I think that vibe mm-hmm. could be really cool with like a sort of bounty hunter Boba Fett. Uh, sort of fringes of the Star Wars universe movie, which is one of the things I've really been wanting. And maybe I'll get a little bit of that with Solo, I'm thinking. But, you know, something that's a little bit more like just darker kind of feel to it than the saga movies. Well, I mean, like you, we already got, you got a pretty good taste of like what the the grittier side of the Star Wars universe looked like in Rogue One. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think like, yeah, you're going to get a lot of that in Solo when you go see it. And I think that is a side of the Star Wars universe that is the most ready to be kind of like cultivated. Like it's the, yeah, exactly. the, those, those hives of scum and villainy. Yeah, exactly. Like there's so many, like they have so many stories, even in the saga of all these like crime syndicates and all this weird shit happening that eventually when they actually get to it in a movie, it should be pretty cool. Yeah. And this is one, like, I mean, even since before, even before we started getting this new slew of star Wars movies, this is one that people have been clamoring for, for years. And that's been in development for, like basically since the prequels ended as well. Yeah. So it's nice to see it after fucking like 15 years finally getting, I mean, I won't believe that it's actually coming until it's actually starting, start shooting and shit like that. But uh, I'm excited for it anyway. I just wonder how long it's going to take before we all get sick of fucking star Wars every year. I guess I like, I haven't got sick of Marvel, so I guess it's not. Yeah. Exactly. It's just they were getting three, three, four Marvel movies yeah. a year. And those are still doing pretty well overall. Yeah, I just feel like Star Wars is like, it should be like a more special thing. And it's kind of like, I haven't, yeah. it doesn't feel that way quite as much anymore. So, and plus Marvel and those comic book universes are, are more expansive in terms of the number of characters you can play with. Yeah. The Star Wars universe is definitely more limited in the p- characters that you can well, really that, that already exist in, yeah. in the seats for. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, if they start doing shit where like they're, I mean, with Rogue One, like almost none of those characters were familiar to us. Yeah. I would love to just see them play a lot more with that and like expand into different time periods and stuff like that. And, you know, start bringing in stories of characters that are like sort of really tenuously related to the characters that we know and love. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I feel like yeah. I feel like that is how you stop people from getting uh, fatigued on Star Wars is that you bring it to places that they're unfamiliar with and sort of breathe new life into it that way. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, totally. But also related to Star Wars, what, there's opening dates now announced for uh, the theme park lands. Oh, really? Cool. 
Yeah, so the Galaxy's Edge, which is the Star Wars theme land in California and Disneyland, is opening summer 2019. And the larger section, which in the Disney World Resort, which is at Hollywood Studios, uh, will be opening in late fall 2019. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, but I agree that it's it's time we, ex- you know, it's time we expand beyond Skywalkery, like good guy, or even that, like nothing. You know, what we're, what have we? Everything we've seen so far has been within like a 50 year time period, right? Let's go back like a couple hundred years, a thousand years or something like that, or that kind of thing and see some of the the more interesting stories and like the height of the Jedi or whatever. Yeah. No, that's awesome. All right. Well, I think that might be most of the news that I had. Do you guys have anything else? The big one is that the Disney Fox sort of merger or buyout is sort of up in the air right now because apparently Comcast is putting together another offer to buy Fox. To be fair, Fox has turned down Comcast several times, but this offer is said to be much larger and also said to be an all cash offer. So nobody's really sure what Fox is going to say about that. There are rumors going around that one of the younger Murdochs wants the Disney CEO chair really, really bad. And that's why that deal is kind of still being floated Mm -hmm. towards the top. Not Rupert, obviously, because I don't think they let him leave Australia without, like, he has to exhume and carry a lot of dirt with him to go anywhere. <laughs> that coffin. Oh, because he's, he's like a demon. Yeah. So he needs, like, the dirt of his <laughs> homeland to travel with, I think. But, like, I think his, like, his son or his grandson or something like that is really super up on, like, being the CEO of Disney once Iger steps down. And so that's kind of, kind of muddying the waters a little bit when it comes to this deal. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I, from what I've heard, all the rights that I give a shit about transfer back to Disney if or back to Marvel, true, I should yeah. say, if that kind of deal goes through. So I don't really give a shit if Comcast buys Fox wholesale. I would probably rather that it be in Disney and like Bob Iger's hands because they seems to be treating things way more respectfully than the fucking Murdochs do. And yeah, I'm sorry. Who are the Murdochs? They are the people who own. Uh, and operate Fox like yeah, all Rupert that Murdoch is the guy that like really swung well him and Roger Ailes are the guys that really swung Fox News into this like crazy right wing insane propaganda side. machine yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so that's why I like I for me personally I would rather those Fox not be involved but like I don't know as long as the fucking X-Men end up back at Marvel I don't really give a shit yeah, and that's the thing is is there's a lot of talk around those rights and that those are not transferable through a yeah. deal like this. So if that if Comcast does buy out Fox, they won't they probably won't get the rights to all of those Marvel. Yeah, characters. I don't I don't think they get the rights to the X Men. I think they just revert back to like Marvel LLC, like the Marvel Entertainment, and that which would obviously just mean like Disney. yeah, which would just get the studio, which mean the studios have the, the access to those rights, which is what we all want. And fine, whatever. Yeah. Oh. I remember there's something I wanted to talk about. Is it the Matt Groening um, series? Morgan Freeman? No. I forgot. The Matt Groening series. Right. Um, Disenchanted. Oh. That's not what I said. Yeah. I said Morgan Freeman, but okay. <laughs> Why? He yeah. Got, he got, uh, he he got, got perched for, this week. Yeah. Well, and so what? The Me Too. Yeah. No. He got Me too Yeah. He got he got purged this week. So he's he's gone. He is dead to us now. Yeah. What happened? What do you do? He got accused by a bunch of like on set like PAs and stuff like that of like impropriety and like there was a very specific lifting story about him like and stuff. lifting up a, a woman's skirt and like trying to look at her underwear or something like that, asking if she was wearing underwear or something. So Ugh. 
Yeah. And then there's something else too. Oh, there's all that Arrested Development stuff, which has completely killed my interest in watching the new season because there was that big interview that happened with uh, Jessica Walters telling everybody how horrible fucking Jeffrey Tambor was. And then. Why? um, Because he was just like freaking out and yelling at her on set. And then like the worst part was like Bateman and uh, David Cross kind of defended him. And everybody was like, whoa, you fucking assholes. What are you doing? And they had to kind of like walk back their statements. And then Alia Shockwatt like threw threw him right under the fucking bus. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she's my hero right now. She's awesome. Who's Alia Shockwatt? She plays uh, maybe. Maybe. Oh, that's maybe. Yeah. So wait, what happened? I thought they really wanted to all come back together. They did apparently, but I guess when they got on set, like Jeffrey Tambor, who probably shouldn't have been involved anyway, because he, yeah, because he already got kind of like ripped apart because of that whatever something was going on on that other show that he's on. I think it's an Amazon Transparent. show. Yes. Transparent. Yeah. There was there was some claims of harassment, not necessarily sexual harassment. I don't yeah. think it was more just like verbal He's an abuse asshole, verbal. kind of thing. He was just being a dick, which is apparently what mm. happened with him and like Jessica Walters. Which like to me, she's not going to take shit. Also, she's like the centerpiece of that. Like she's the funniest person on that show by a country mile. Like I don't understand why anybody thinks anybody else is funnier than her. She's funnier than everybody on Archer too. So like she's <laughs> by far the funniest person on that show. So. And she's like Hollywood royalty. She's been around for fucking ever. I think between her, Oscar, and Job. Yeah. Will Arnett's fucking He's hilarious. Amazing. There's, there's, that's true. But that's upsetting. I didn't realize that that had happened. Yeah. That's a, it's been... That was like, between that and I think Harvey Weinstein actually like turned himself in this week. Yeah. So... Yeah. He, oh! He actually got charged with a bunch of stuff. Like uh, he got charged with rape and some other like sexual yeah. charges. <gasps> and yesterday he uh, surrendered himself to the police, I believe. Yeah, he's in New York State. He was he surrendered himself yesterday. So or yeah. yesterday. Good. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. He's fine. He's not going to do any jail time. Come on, this is it's still Hollywood. So no, he'll hopefully he'll do some jail time. Anyway, no, the one I was going to talk about. There was some levity. Was the did you guys listen to Wolverine: The Long Night? I have it like queued up to listen to the whole thing. I think that is the last episode out yet. Apparently. Nice. Okay. Yeah. It's it's on my list. Something to listen to. I've heard really good things about it. So I'm, I'm kind of excited. Yeah. So. Well, they're talk they're in talks right now about doing more because people have responded really well to a podcast style narrative. Yeah. There's just like some talk online about what they'd like to see next. And um, I guess you know, one of the, one of the big ones is people really want to see or hear um, a Spider-Man one. I'd be game. I'd be totally into that. Or Doctor Strange, maybe like uh, an origin of Black Panther, but it's too it's out it's been out for too like not long enough. I don't think personally. What's that, Black Panther? Yeah, I mean, I guess the movie. Yes, Black Panther is a like historically long running comic. Oh no, so. no, I mean like the movie. I think it'd be too close to do a movie and a podcast. I would absolutely do a podcast too. It's just like. <laughs> Like may as well just be like it's like having the comics going at the same time as the movies. It's just cross pollinating. Yeah, but you probably wouldn't get yeah. the same voice actors, right? Well, this is Richard Armitage doing yeah. Logan, and yeah, yeah, this, true, so. and he's amazing. Yeah, see, that's the kind of thing you don't want to necessarily get like the Hollywood voices for. Like, you want to get good voice actors for, like, mm-hmm. you know, because like yeah. as as good as all these guys are, and like like all those actors are amazing, but like voice acting is such a different. You know this better than anybody. Like, it's <laughs> such a different process. It is because you have to like emphasize more. You have to be like way more dramatic vocally than you normally would, kind of thing. But yeah, so yeah, I would, I would totally, I would just recast it. I would de- absolutely be putting a Black Panther podcast thing together if the Logan one was successful. Why not? You know what I would really love? I would love a Fantastic Four one just to see if that medium could work for that poor <laughs> running comic series. <sighs> now, the comic has had a lot of yeah, a lot of great 
times, but it's just they've never been able to adapt it very well. No, yeah. I mean the film versions haven't been adapted. I've I think that it's it's yeah. a good comic that is unfortunately not being well it's adapted. It's difficult to adapt across media that yeah. story because it's it's one of the most campy. Yeah. Uh, although they have done some good campy stuff, like Marvel has, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think Fox knows how to yeah. handle that those characters. No, they always try and go super serious with it, which is like, well, I guess well, they went super serious with it last time, but the, the the Jessica Alba ones were pretty fucking goofy. So I don't know if they were intentionally goofy, though. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I don't know. I like I'm up in the air about the Fantastic Four really getting involved in like the cinematic universe wholesale, like having their own movie and stuff like that. But it's going to happen eventually. I'm just like they really need to be. Like they need to handle it with kid gloves. Like it's a, it's going to be a difficult translation to pull unless they can just get Brad Bird to do it, which mm-hmm. seems unlikely at this point. So yeah. yeah, I don't know. In terms of the, the whole podcast thing, though, like it's, I just I've never really been in, been able to get invested in audio dramas, and I really? know that's probably just a, it's just a personal preference thing for me. Like there's so many you know stories with visuals for those characters. Like that is what draws me into those characters is the visuals, visual aspects of those Mm -hmm. stories. I mean, obviously it has to have good writing behind it, but I'm not really interested in a superhero story where I can't see the characters. You know what though? I think you have to find one that really brings you in to start appreciating how you can create those images yourself. Yeah. I I like a lot of those kinds of like storytelling podcasts. So like um, Christy and I listen to a couple of the same ones, but like even what was the one I was thinking about? Like we we both listen to like black tapes and stuff like that, which are like okay yeah. for the most part. But like something like Night Vale, where it's like that anthology kind of storytelling style of thing, like yeah. is really I find Night Vale captivating. Like from what I've listened to of it, it's I, I think it's really enjoyable. And the Wolverine one, I don't know, it just sounds interesting to me because I like Wolverine and I'm a big podcast fan. So like it just it's another some something else I can listen to while I'm working. I yeah. Guess, so I uh, I haven't listened yeah. to the newest season of the Black Tapes yet because I've just kind of got disillusioned when I listened to the first like episode. I was like, meh. It was a uh, it was a weird season. It's it's done though now. Apparently, like that was mm-hmm. the last season. They like finished it. I don't know if it's actually ever going to come back or not. I haven't seen any of those podcasts do anything in the last little while. So I I think they're all done. But, but anyway, um, we should probably keep moving on uh do you guys have any more news i feel like that's a long news segment it was a much longer news segment than usual or lately anyway yeah i mean there was a little more news about that matt groening series disenchantment but we already talked about that a bit when it was first announced cloak and dagger came out and seems to have sort of middle middling reviews overall so i don't know if either of you Mm -hmm. guys have started watching that i will probably like i'll binge it if they're i are they hour-long episodes? It was the only thing I wasn't sure about. Like, if they were half-an-hour episodes, then absolutely I'll watch 10 episodes of that and just kind of blaze through it in, like, an afternoon. If it's going to be, like, I have to do 12 hours of it and it's not great, that might be a little tricky. But I will absolutely check out the pilot just because it's a Marvel property, so it deserves to at least have the first episode viewed. The only other one is the sort of um, somewhat rumor that uh, Jake Gyllenhaal Hall is in talks to play Mysterio in the second Spider-Man movie. Oh, sorry. I thought we talked about that already. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal is in talks to be the new Mysterio in the Spider-Man movie. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Going to play, what, bull, Fishbowl Head? Depends on the version, but yes, ostensibly, Fishbowl Head. <laughs> yeah. So. But yeah. Uh, any more news, Tim, or is that it? No, that was, that was everything that is, I think, worth talking about. All right. Well, then I think it's time that we jump right into Geek of the Week. Geek of the week. 
Geek of the Week. Um, but yes, so uh, what? Uh, why don't we start with you, Mark? Mark, tell us your geekiest thing you did this week. Uh, it's not really so much like something I did, it's so much something I got. I had ordered a bunch of <laughs> stuff kind of accidentally from my Transformers source, and I got my Galvatron this week, which I was showing off to the boys on the other podcast last night. But it's, does accidentally mean you got really high and ordered a bunch of know, shit? No, what happened was like <laughs> I, I put it in my in the cart or like in there, they call it a stack, which I thought was like the wish list thing. But what it ends up doing uh, is that as soon as it goes into stock, it charges your account. So <laughs> I put it in there being like, I'm going to order this eventually. So I just wanted to like, keep it in my like wish list kind of like saved cart right. thing. And I was like, just waiting for it. And then all of a sudden I got a notification saying like, you're, well, they can't call it Galvatron because it's a third party thing, but you're, you're whatever your Galvatron figure is sovereign. Yeah. Sovereign. <laughs> is ready to uh is ready to ship whenever you want to like go in that's paid for and i was like oh shit i didn't mean to pay for that right away because i was <laughs> waiting for another little piece for my masterpiece megatron to come in and get them all shipped at the same time so i was like well i guess i paid 150 dollars for this galvatron so i may as well just like get it now and then the fusion can and stuff <laughs> came in so i was like fine ship it over but it's like it's really fucking neat looking and he's like yeah. mostly solid steel like he's it's it's heavy. Wow. Like I handed it to my sister and she's like, Jesus, this thing weighs like six pounds. I was like, yes, it does. It's a heavy, <laughs> heavy, heavy toy. So yeah, that was my geek of the week was cracking him open and trying to put him through his transformation paces once, which was holy shit, agonizing. These things are so complicated now. I think <laughs> I need like a, I need to go back to school for engineering to understand how to put transformers, like transform transformers. <laughs> now. But he's very toy accurate or cartoon accurate. So I'm very happy with him. That's very nerdy. It's the nerdiest thing we'll talk about. Yeah, <laughs> that's very geeky. That's a very good geek of the week. I'm glad that you have your Galvatron. I'm very excited about my Galvatron. <laughs> well, what about you, Tim? Mine, I dove back into the Silmarillion a little bit on my uh, work trip this past week. I'm just sort of making making my way through it in like 20, 30 page chunks. So this time I made through a couple chapters and like the part where the elves just are starting to wake up like this is the really early like creation of middle earth kind mm-hmm. of thing and uh really early battles between melkor who's like the really big bad of middle earth and the valar so yeah it's been interesting and it definitely does put a lot of the other stuff in the you know movies and books and stuff in a different light when you read you know tolkien's own words about like orcs being like that, the one thing that was really cool to me is uh, spoilers for anybody that hasn't read the Silmarillion, I guess. Oh, no. It's been out for 50-something 50, 50 <laughs> Well, to years. be fair, it is kind of like it's it's a hard book to get through. So I understand people who have like tried yeah. to read it because like I read it. It it took me months to get through it because I did kind of I kind of had to do what yeah. you were talking about where I would like sit down and be like, OK, I'm going to read this chapter or like 30 page chunk or whatever. And then like process that I have to put it down like I can't read more than that. Because by that point, you just start to like wash out into this long kind of it's more descriptions yeah. of things of events happening. Yeah, and see of names and all that kind of stuff, which is like it's cool, but it's very off putting is like a casual read, I guess. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not it's not super yeah, digestible. No. And I do keep having to like go back and forth between like the maps and the glossary yeah. and stuff like that uh, to remember like what is being referenced. But I do find that like if I actually sit down and pay attention to it and i'm doing that like switching back and forth to check you know oh wait who's that yeah. guy again that it does definitely help yeah the one thing that i i got through that was really i thought really a nice touch was one of the valar who were sort of like these angel figures of middle earth they 
came and sort of showed themselves to the elves. I know that sounds bad, but the elves had been poisoned by Melkor to think that they were evil. Uh And so a lot of them were brave and stayed and found out that he was actually, you know, nice guy. And, you know, they were partially responsible for creating them and stuff like that. But a lot of them were also like just uh, submitted to fear and ran off into the woods and were never found again. And those are the ones that Melkor apparently caught and corrupted Ah. into I take it I back. Mine's not the geekiest thing this week. Not by all. I don't know. I might be a contender, <laughs> but not because of something cool. <laughs> I just think that that's a really nice way. Like you know, the those elves, they, they almost sort of self-selected to become the ones that uh, hmm. that fell, that had their fall, sort of thing. So, anyways, that's my geek of the week. Is getting a little bit deeper into Tolkien lore, which is good because I just booked mine and Alicia's flights this week for our trip to. Uh, uh, Paris and London and Oxford to go see a bunch of Tolkien's well in Oxford anyways we're going to see a bunch of like Tolkien's writings and letters and illustrations and stuff like that that's cool that is mm-hmm. cool. yeah so I'm looking forward to that all right well my geek of the week happened this morning it was originally going to be that I saw Seth Rogen panicked and ran away but <laughs> you, st- you do still have to tell that story too Honestly, yeah. it was just it was just that Mark and I were walking and he said, oh, Seth Rogen's around the corner. And I was like, what are you talking about? Because they were kitty corner to one up and uh, Mark had actually invited them to the store to play games and they didn't have time to go over, apparently. But we walked around the corner and there was Seth Rogen. And I saw him and I waved and he smiled and I panicked and ran. <laughs> Was he is he in town filming or something? Yeah, or? yeah, he's doing a new TV show. Okay. Otherwise, I can't imagine why the fuck Seth Rogen would be in Hamilton. Because he's Canadian and Hamilton's next to Toronto and Hamilton's cool. Yeah, but like, if I'm going to Ontario, I'm going to Toronto. I'm not going to fucking Hamilton. But it's cheaper to film in Hamilton now, anyway. No, that's what I'm saying. It's filming yeah. there, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. We've got some pretty cool food stuff. You're never going to convince me that Hamilton's better than toronto it's not better than toronto i'm just saying it's good (laughs) fair enough anyway anyway so um my actual geek of the week though is this morning while i was curling my hair my okay so we have like a roomba do you really yes mark you're those people that's awesome (laughs) yeah his name is fluffy dj dj roomba dj roomba in the house no (laughs) his name is fluffy because he's actually a yuffie E-U-F-Y. And so um, he's the closest thing to a dog that Mark has right now. And of course, this thing fucking hates me. It's a robot. (laughs) I'm convinced it wants me out of the picture. And like this morning, it's constantly like nipping at my feet. And like it thinks I'm baseboards. So like it'll sweep me. (laughs) And so I got really frustrated because I was in the washroom curling my hair. And this fucking thing, I just hear it going... And I'm like, oh, God damn it. And it stays in the bathroom with me for 20 minutes and kept hitting kept hitting my ankles. Like, and I kept like trying to push it to go somewhere else, and it would come back and hit my ankles to the point that it almost cut my ankle open. And I was just like, what the fuck? And so, like, you know when you get so annoyed with something that you just kind of start like mindlessly kicking? Yeah. Like, I just started being like, fuck off! And like I got pushing it and trying to get it away from me until I finally started slapping it because I was just getting so mad. I was like, turn off! Fuck you! Turn off! Christy, like, you're ostensibly hitting an RC car. 
<laughs> no, I, I think I think that there's a strong possibility that it has been that Fluffy has been possessed by the underwear fairy. <sighs> that's a good point. It's it, that's honestly that's a valid take. <laughs> it's it's chewing up your underpants. It's somehow climbing up into your it drawers. It does though. It does take my underpants out of the laundry <laughs> um, basket area. Wait, the, there the you go. And drags them around. I'm lost. The Roomba is stealing your underpants. Still socks too. It's not like it's just uh, underpants. Um, <laughs> I just think it's entirely possible you need to see a psychiatrist or, uh, an, exorcist. or an exorcist. I just like I had a fight with a robot this that's, morning. That's my geek of the week. <laughs> honestly, that's the most epic thing that could possibly happen to you. What you need to do is just negate to tell anybody that it's a Roomba that you had the robot battle with. <laughs> like, I had a fucking fight with a robot this morning. People would be like, oh, that's cool or weird. But the, if you tell them it's a Roomba, they're like, well, that's not really a robot. That's just an RC car that's broken. So, like. <laughs> no, I fucking hate it. It, like, constantly tries to eat my feet. And I'm just like, the, get okay. out of here. Why do you still, like, why don't you just turn it off when he's not there then? Well, that's what I did. But I was like, I was curling my hair and i didn't want to be late for the podcast so i was like just do your thing i don't give a shit well this shit accomplished yeah. so your roomba has a foot fetish that's what you're telling us that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> i hate it i hate it uh, so much uh, so funny like it is such i i don't i know that it doesn't make logical sense that this thing is out to get me but it just i just it just feels like it feels like it yeah that's not that's not so crazy anyway. at all christy and like absolutely i think we've what we've learned from the news cycle the last couple of years is that like what you feel is actually the truth so just roll with it that's <laughs> totally fine like this puts yeah. you in line for like the fucking office of the presidency of the united states you know what i mean that's yeah just go with your gut yeah. oh thank you, you. truthiness man it's all about like wh- it's not yeah. about what is actually real it's about what you think is real yeah 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 okay well we're gonna move on so um it's time for the meat of the episode funny tasting meat dead meat to huge throbbing jugger meat (laughs) jugger meat (laughs) cable meat nope didn't work i lost it (laughs) bionic cable meat i lost it (laughs) thanks like a dean in community after the, the yeah, rap. I, remember. <laughs> I don't know where I went. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which. <laughs> He's so good. Why don't you come down and rap with me? Damn it, I lost. <laughs> I lost it. I'm sorry, I'm yelling a lot. Anyway, so today, ladies and gents, like we said at the beginning of the episode, we're going to be talking about Deadpool 2, our thoughts and feelings and overall um, gripes and snipes and wipes about it. I don't know. Um, I'm dying. Uh, So let's first, why don't we just talk about overall impressions versus the first movie, just overall. So don't like, you know, we don't get to shovel out and heavy deep and real. Let's start with uh, let's start with Tim. Actually, I'm I'm intrigued to see what Tim thought because I think I'm going to be as per usual the middling. I'm sort of middling on this one too. I had fun with it. It was definitely mostly more of the same, more more of the same stuff that made the first Deadpool movie great. In this case, sometimes that works, sometimes that doesn't for me. Like I would have maybe liked them to go a little bit more. On. Well, I guess they. Anyways, I had I definitely had some issues with it in terms of lazy writing. 
uh, here and there. There were a few story points that I was just like, that is, you could have done that so much better or come up with such a better way to get to that point. But he said, overall, I had a pretty good time with it. Like, it's it's a fun movie. It's another Deadpool movie, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. What do you think, Mark? I had a good time with it. I didn't, like, again, I'm not really, I feel like I'm not, with the exception of Infinity War, I feel like I've gone into everything that I've watched the last little while with, like, zero expectations. So, like, I was kind of, I wasn't lukewarm. I was looking forward to Deadpool going into it. And what like I had a good time with it. Like I laughed my ass off the first time I saw it. Laughed the second time I saw it. Like I, I had a really good time. I, nothing. I don't know if I like it better than the first one. I feel like the, the first one's a little bit more of like a compact kind of like well put together story than the second one, which gets a little. It's kind of jumbly, like jumpy. But otherwise, like I had a yeah. fucking blast watching. Like I was laughing my ass off the whole time. Like yes, you could sit there and argue. Like yes, they they doubled up the amount of jokes, but only half of them were like really funny kind of thing. So like you'd be, they would yeah. tell the joke that doesn't land, but like they were following it up so quickly with a joke that did land that it barely mattered kind of thing. So there was that too. Like they, yeah. they, they definitely took like the uh, quantity over quality kind of approach to comedy where they just kind of dumped every possible joke they could right at the top and then yeah. whatever. So, but like, like I said, yeah, absolutely. Like I really enjoyed the movie. I had a good time watching it. So mm-hmm. cool. 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 Well, uh, I really enjoyed it because I went into it just being like, it's a Deadpool movie. It's not going to be, you know, uh, it's not going to be a master. It's going to be a masterpiece of comedy (laughs) and goofiness. But I was actually uh, pleasantly surprised by the amount of emotional depth that we got from Ryan Reynolds at certain points. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed the relationship that developed between him and the the x-men or the x-force for the short time but like it was to me i just i felt like and this was with last deadpool too they just tried to shove in too much content i think it was way it was way worse than this than it was in the first one too like this was this was chocolate of shit like but not like unnecessary but because they thought it was yeah, funny, it got yeah. put in. Which, like, I was fine with for the most part. Like, I'm not going into a Deadpool movie looking for, like... I'm not looking for Shakespeare. Like, I'm not looking for, like, some giant dramatic narrative or whatever. And, like, I... Honestly, like, it was... It's scheduled so... And I know this is probably not intentional on their part. But it was scheduled so well to be, like, a perfect kind of, like, release valve in the post, like, Infinity War kind of... Yeah. Just, like, movie yeah. schedule. So, like, if I got into Solo right after Infinity War, I probably would have been a lot more pissed off about it than... I ended up being kind of thing. Whereas like having seen, like with Deadpool kind of buffering everything out after infinity war, I was like, ah, yeah, it was a nice little palette cleanser after, you know, watching yeah. half my fucking favorite characters in the world die. So there you go. <laughs> yep. No, I agree with that. Yeah, no, it was, it was scheduled well, even though. Yeah. It, yeah. It wasn't the same studio. You know, like, that's what I mean. But like yes. I know it's probably like mostly coincidence <laughs> yeah. that it happened that way, but it just like, that's fortuitous timing on their part. Like it, we're yeah. just, we're just good planning on Fox's. Like Fox goes in is like okay they're just gonna have had this really fucking heavy movie f- over on the other aisle either side of the aisle so let's just lighten things up and place this a couple weeks later like a month later or whatever yeah exactly and it worked like Three weeks. it obviously worked to their benefit because it did gangbuster fucking numbers and I think it's still doing performing pretty well like a couple weeks out it dropped so. off really heavy with Solo this weekend it oh, okay. still has already done like uh three hundred and. 80 million on like 110 million dollar budget so it's already made its money back yeah. yeah yeah oh we're gonna be getting deadpool movies for the next 10 years i don't think there's any doubt about that now so 
know, as long as Ryan Reynolds is alive, I think we're going to we're going to get like old man Deadpool movies. and Oh, shit. yeah, absolutely. It'll be <laughs> in the MCU, too, which would be just like amazing. Yeah. Deadpool, Deadpool, like fucking like struggling along on a walker with an oxygen tank, just cutting up all the uh, oh cutting God. up all the Avengers and shit. And especially like by then, it'll be like the, the like third fucking generation Avengers. So it'll be like Groot and like somebody Iron else. Heart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I also that was one thing I did like about this one was they brought back his cancer and how like he's still not immune to it. Well, he, he's only immune yeah, to it because his power, power set allows him to it. Yeah, whereas like he never actually was cured of it. It's just that his his power being well in the comics is based on like constantly. Yeah, it's constantly him. healing him and regenerating all this stuff. Like he doesn't. Yeah, like Logan. yeah. Well, that's because his power set is like in the comics ostensibly part of the weapon. Well, he's like has wolverine's genes input into him to give him that healing factor yeah. like that's what the story in the comic is so yeah and it also drives him fucking nuts which is part of the appeal of the character obviously so <laughs> but but yeah mm-hmm. all right well uh then let's get down to the nitty-gritty uh what were your favorite elements of this of this uh of this film so what were the best moments to you like top three moments oh yeah tim sorry tim tim go <laughs> let's see for me they let's see if i have to pick three i mean I could go into like gags and stuff like that, but then I'd just be like reciting gags. Mm-hmm. I thought that they nailed the fourth wall breaking again. Like the the meta commentary and stuff like that was right there and was just like fucking razor sharp, especially in like those uh, mid credit scenes where yeah. it's going back and like, oh, it's cleaning up the timeline and he kills kills the weapon what, what weapon X XI or whatever from yeah 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 the uh, <laughs> from the yeah. Wolverine Origins movie and then goes back and shoots Ryan Reynolds uh, considering the yeah, that was a- the yes. Green Lantern script <laughs> <laughs> the other one of those scenes I was not a fan of we'll get to that but yeah that that like sort of meta commentary and sort of self awareness I think they really got that pitch perfect again um, you want me to just do, keep going do three uh, yeah okay. Uh, I was really happy with how they treated Negasonic Teenage Warhead and Yukio's relationship. This is another just excellent example of this is how you fucking treat queer yeah. characters. Like you just say, this is these are these two characters. They're in a relationship. And like they even, you know, play into it a little bit. And Neg's like, you know, you have a fucking problem with that, Wade? And Wade's like, no, fuck, yeah. no, yeah. kind of thing. Great. I loved his little interactions. Like it wasn't like a big deal, but like his interactions with Yukio every time. Fucking made me laugh. Yeah, it just made me laugh every yeah, time. Hi, Yuki. Was so good. Yeah. She was so I sweet. Yeah. <laughs> it was just good. Yeah. yeah, and then besides that, I mean, again, without just going into, well, the Juggernaut stuff was fucking great. Uh, yeah, I like the Juggernaut. Yeah, I felt like a total sure. dumbass. I didn't know he yeah. was um, Xavier's brother. Oh, uh, yeah, in the comics. Yeah, he is totally. Yeah, I kind of saw that coming. Like, as soon as it was like, oh, there's this yeah. huge guy that's in the prison kind of thing. I was like thinking through my head, okay, like, who are the big, you know, like just massive dudes in uh, the in the Marvel universe? And like, Juggernaut was like the first one that jumped into my head. I, I had it spoiled for me. So I, uh, no. yeah, somebody, somebody posted it on Twitter as I was kind of like uh, getting in to go. And it's like, oh, there's a Juggernaut cameo. And I was like, fuck off. Oh, awesome. like, that had been like a surprise, but you know, whatever. It was still awesome yeah. when he came out and stuff like that. And, like he rips, he totally like rips Deadpool into like uh, he does yeah. the Wolverine like in a number of comics. But uh, I was, I and was, the, and, I was the, and the fucking soundtrack there, yeah. Oh god, yeah, there is outstanding. The it's the motherfucking juggernaut. Holy yeah. shit, balls! Yeah, that was amazing. That's more in the fight. Did they do that at that point too? I know well, they, did, they use that during the Colossus fight. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. like that was one of my favorite gags. Was like that mm-hmm. 
the Gregorian chanting of holy shit over and over again. It's <laughs> very funny. Yeah. Holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so those are uh, three of my favorite moments from the movie, from Deadpool 2. All right, what about you, Mark? My, my favorite thing in the movie actually is Domino. I really enjoyed Zazie Beats. She was really good. So I, I had a really good time watching her and like that whole, the whole truck driving sequence, like the chase scene kind of thing where mm-hmm. she's driving and like using her luck to kind of make sure the truck stays on course and stuff. I was like, they did a really good job of like, especially after having made that joke about her power, not being super cinematic, doing it incredibly cinematically. Like it was yeah. very, very yeah. impressive to see. I will say, I thought they dragged out that joke too long though. Like the, let's say, you know, luck isn't a power kind of thing. Like that was about two jokes longer than it needed to be for me. <laughs> but to be fair, there was like a lot of things that were probably two jokes longer than it needed to be in this movie. They did yeah, again. Yeah. It was like very much like, we're just going to throw everything at you and see what yeah, sticks. Exactly. We took, we took 30 takes and we're going to show you all of them. Yeah. Kind of pretty much. The best ones. Exactly. Yeah. So like <laughs> in the if they're doing it that way, like I don't have a problem with any of that. Cause it's just like, I don't know. It, it's just, yeah, it's comedy by quantity more than anything else. It's yeah. Not like, yeah, we're doing a great job writing these jokes. Like, yeah, we're doing yeah. a One of these are hit. Jokes, but like, <laughs> we're going to pile them in like crazy. So, yeah. What else did I like? I did like the fact that he finally got to share like screen time with Wolverine, even though it was like stock <laughs> footage and shit like that. You that could tell great. from Ryan Reynolds that was probably like a huge thing. And I love that he's just like, they're so self referential about shitting on. Not only just like the X Men movies as a whole, but like all of the other superhero franchises. Like Tim and I were talking about it, I think, when the movie came out. I'm like, I love that there is just this one superhero franchise that, like, as self serious as like the DCEU movies have been and as self serious as the Marvel movies can be, like, as we just saw with Infinity War, there's always this other franchise with Ryan Reynolds in it, mm-hmm. just waving his dick at all of these movies all the time, just yeah. ragging <laughs> on all of them constantly and stuff like that. I love that stuff. Because as much as I love all these movies, it is like it's great to have somebody just being like, okay, let's it's not the end of the world. Like, let's relax. Like, let's just have some fun. And that's what the story was. It wasn't like the world's going to end. It was just like it was a nice, small little like self-contained story. It was I thought that was a really good way to handle it as opposed to going like, oh, you think Infinity War was big? Well, we'll fucking show you in Deadpool. Like, no, 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 you can't (laughs) do that. We're just going to tell a small contained funny story. And I think that's what they nailed more than anything else. Yep. Yep. I agree. Uh, do you, is that your three? Kind of, I guess. I don't really know what I said now, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's probably three in there somewhere. Yeah, there's probably three in there. Yeah. For me, I I did enjoy, again, the emotional levity of... I, I really liked him not being able to get to Ness and that, like, the wall between them, I thought was a really... Like, that was a really beautiful thing to, like, just have her sitting there. I wonder if they'll actually hold that. Um, hold to that that he saved her i've heard yes uh, uh, which we want to get tim and i want to get into later because that was something we bitched about while we were talking about it after we both saw it last weekend so mm-hmm. it felt that felt a little slip shoddy kind of like yeah cheap. yeah because i i don't know to me like she was implying that there's more for him to do and then to have her die and not be this like and be brought back now anyway we'll talk about that but i really did like how they'd created that space I like the visual of it, like the yeah, like yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I thought it was a nice. It it offered like these really lovely moments that reminded us that Wade is a person. Like, don't fuck Colossus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was just like I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. And then I I won't lie, even though it was ridiculous, I was not expecting. And totally loved that the X Force all got just just decimated. 
as soon as I and, saw the wood chipper, yeah. I knew things were not going to end well yeah. for X-Force. As soon as I saw that wood chipper in the background, I was like, which one is going was, in there? I kind of had so a feeling funny. that like half of them were going to get totaled. Like I didn't yeah. I didn't think they were going to wipe out the entire team. But like when they showed Shatterstar, he was just clearly like the biggest douche on the planet. I'm like, he's getting wiped out like, yeah. right at the top. Um, <laughs> and who else was there? Uh, the Skarsgård brother um, that played whatever they, they had a ridiculous. Oh, that was Brad uh, Pitt. No, 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 not the vanisher. No, 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 not the vanisher. Oh. One of the other, one of the other, the tall blonde guy with the mask that like spit venom or whatever. Oh, it was. not venom. That's... His name wasn't. But... No, his name's not venom, obviously, because like there's a major motion picture with the actual yeah. character venom coming out in a couple months. But, but yeah, Bill Bill Skarsgård is Zeitgeist. Zeitgeist, that's it. Which, but it was weird because like that has nothing to do with his name. He's the and... one that went in the wood chipper. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, but, like it was funny that they got these relatively big name people to show up and like do these little bit parts, like out like. Skarsgård brother and Terry, Terry Crews, Cruz. who was hysterical, yeah. and then just gets they all just get fucking killed. No, it was amazing. It was it was out of left field too because yeah. I was watching. I was like, "What? Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Apparently, Brad Pitt was going to be Cable. By the yeah, way, yeah, oh, really? yeah, he was up for the role. Yeah, yeah, he was. They were looking for Adam for it, but scheduling prevented him. And honestly. I kind of would have been more interested in that than in. I now. actually, you know, say now that you're saying it, like at the, at the age that he's at now, I think he'd have been a fucking awesome cable. And now yeah, I'm disappointed that I don't get to see it. So, but I still liked Brolin's performance. I didn't hate it. So I know Tim's got some issues yeah. with it. Like I didn't um, like buys it. I thought he was serviceable in the role. But now you're saying Brad Pitt may have been up for it. I'm like, well, I would have yeah. definitely rather have seen that. But you know, what are you going to do? But he was. He was amazing as the Vanisher. Oh my god, oh, so oh. funny! Just watching that backpack <laughs> float down, like the parachute just float down. <laughs> yes, all point five seconds. Point five seconds. Like five seconds. Oh, it's not even. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like half a second. But then poor Peter. Like I loved uh, <laughs> Peter. <laughs> then when he got splashed with the um. What the it barfs on him? Oh man, I yeah. died. I was laughing my ass off when that happened. That was like the funniest part like, of the movie to yeah. me because I was like, what? No! But it just made it so much sweeter at the end when Deadpool came back. It was like, walk away. Just yeah. walk away. <laughs> yeah. Go home, yeah. Peter. Go home, Peter. So <laughs> but yeah. I, I just feel like they wasted Terry Crews a little bit. Did. Like, he's the one out of all of those that I was like, okay, we could have some really fun shit between Wade and Terry uh, uh, and yeah. Bedlam. I love Terry Crews. Yeah. Terry Crews is fucking hysterical. Like Brooklyn Nine Nine, he's great on that. Like everything oh he's in, he just crushes. So I was like, I was happy that I when they cast him, and then when they killed him, I'm like, I get the gag, but like that was a waste. Like that out of all of them, he yeah. was a waste because like the, the the kid playing Shatterstar, I was like, he's just totally playing up that he's a knob who's going to die in 13 seconds, and like the Scarlet yeah. Brother did yeah. not look super interested in being there. Like looked like he was having fun, but it wasn't yeah. like I'm going to be here. For, I don't want to be on this set for three months or whatever doing special effects shots i wanted to show up and barf on this guy and then fuck off kind of thing do my big death scene and leave that was the uh the gag that really like caught me off guard the most like i when they pulled the trigger on that i was like that is fucking yeah. amazing like i was clapping yeah. at that yeah yeah that whole sequence i was just i was dying on it so yeah <laughs> but then i think too my other favorite part was like tim's was the end credits when he like was just <laughs> shooting previous versions of himself <laughs> you're welcome <Yeah>. canada <laughs> like yeah amazing uh, amazing and then oh no i remember i love they nailed the opening credit sequence yeah. too the that like bond-esque with the the celine dion Brilliant. song in the background yeah, that the, was that was that really ties well into something i'll bring up in a bit i also did love that moment 
where the X-Men like all close the door. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I, I only caught a couple of them. I like I like stared directly at McAvoy and was like, wait, is that all of them? And by the time I kind of like went to go look around the screen, like they closed the door and I was like, oh. I know there was a blue. I saw a beast, so I know that was there. But yeah, beast was in there. Was the kid who was playing Cyclops in there too? I know um, Silver Turner wasn't there. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say Silver Surfer, but that's not yeah, who he oh, is. Quicksilver. Quicksilver was there. Yeah, I think Jean Grey was in there as well. I think Sophie Turner was in there okay. too. I heard she wasn't in there. I, I haven't. I neither time that I watched it, I caught. I didn't catch it, so I like yeah. it just kind of went past me, and I was like, oh well. Once it the video. But that was another one of those like little meta moments that I was really happy about that they hung a lampshade on that. They're like, okay really you're gonna take us back to this mansion again and it's just fucking negasonic teeny forehead and uh, and, uh, yeah, and colossus that are there though, right so yeah, and, and yukio and then they're like what yeah, where why is nobody else ever here and then they have yeah that, the like, door closes because they all fucking close the door on there. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and wade rolling around and professor that X's was wheelchair was, that was classic too. like that caught me off guard there was a couple little yeah. moments where like um, I kept seeing stories afterwards that like there was th- there was that guy in every theater who laughed at like the really inside comic book jokes. So like that joke in particular. Yeah, I was that guy apparently in my first screening because like when they made the life field joke about the guy who can't like I was created by a guy who can't draw yeah. feet. Draw feet. I, I was like ha, and I was the only one in the theater who did that. So apparently there's like <laughs> there's stories going around about like everybody has that guy in the comic like in that movie. Mm-hmm. There's like that one guy who knows yeah. comic book stuff and will laugh at like the life field joke. And I was that guy yeah. in that in my screen. Yeah. So. Yeah. Me too. And then the fucking around with yeah. Cerebro yes. as well. Before we leave, it. That, that was yeah. so funny. Yeah. <laughs> that that scene was really smart too, because that felt like me with all these bids going to get these characters back to Disney right now. Those little tie-ins and the amount of time they spent at the mansion and showing those other characters felt like Fox is like desperately trying to up the value of those characters right now after Apocalypse yeah. took yeah. a shit. And like the rumors going around about Dark Phoenix are not great either. So like, oh, yeah. yeah, I've heard I've heard some pretty negative shit going on like with the set and like the the script apparently is not uh, it was not as developed as it should have been before they actually started shooting it and stuff. Which just okay. I'm like, oh, fuck, just give it back to fucking Marvel. Like, just get Kevin Feige in there to clean this shit up already, please. Yeah, I need it. I need like I just want good X Men, like a nice good continuity x-men that you can dump deadpool in the middle of because like he's the one who's so easy to carry over that it's just like yeah we don't even have to do anything he just shows up in the mcu and just starts talking about it like nothing happened you know what i mean mm-hmm. you don't have to do yeah. anything like, yeah. you don't have to do new origin or anything like that you just drop deadpool in the middle of all this stuff and he's like wow this is really fucked up i'm gonna go screw with iron man because i can now just wanders away kind of thing yeah mm-hmm. but yeah i don't know yeah the x-men they're definitely trying to do something with the x-men that like, i think they've they've self-harmed the X-Men too much to really <laughs> anymore kind of thing. So I like days of future past, but yeah, anyway, that, but that was the last good one. Well, I mean, aside from these Deadpool movies, like the X-Men, the mainline X-Men movies have been almost Star Trek esque in their back and forth quality kind of thing. So yeah. 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 Sorry, Chris, do we hijack that? Yeah. We hijack that. Go ahead. That's okay. <laughs> I was just going to ask if you guys noticed any of the other cameos while we were on, on that uh, topic. Alan Tudyk. Yeah, and Matt Damon was the other guy in that scene. And Matt Damon. Matt Damon was the other guy. Yeah, it was the other redneck. Yeah, he was under yeah. he was under heavy makeup, but yeah, it was Matt. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that was Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah, he's like cameo king now. Apparently, like that's he doesn't. I, I guess he just doesn't want to work <laughs> anymore. He just wants to get paid a couple million bucks to show up for like a day. And I think, yeah, and I think, well, I think yeah, in that, that case sense. too, like he really liked the first Deadpool movie, and so it was like just begging to have something to do in the second one. From what I read, so they just yeah. gave him that. That's awesome. 
I also really enjoyed Ryan Reynolds signing Ryan Reynolds on the Deadpool yeah. signing Ryan Reynolds yeah. on the cereal box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that killed me. Actually, you know what? That leads me before we get to gripes. I want to stay with something kind of fun. What was your favorite marketing ploy that Deadpool did? Oh, the DVD covers by a long shot oh, for yeah. me. That that Those was were so good. Yeah. I thought you guys might say the wet on wet. The wet on wet like on the wet. painting, the Bob Ross. Oh, oh, uh, the trailer. Is that yes. even for this movie? Yeah, it was the first yeah, trailer for this. Yeah, it was one of the, right. It was the were the really early trailers. Yeah, no, I I love those DVD covers that they did because those they actually like fucking made and sold all that shit. Like you could go yeah. to Walmart and buy like fucking Titanic with Deadpool on the front and shit like that. Amazing. My friend uh, Blake that we've talked about before, like the writer who who works for Aspen Comics, she like was one of the first. Like I don't know how she got it, but like she was one of the first people to like tweet about those covers happening. And her fucking Twitter, like that tweet had something like like over a million views and retweets and stuff like oh, that because wow. people were just like losing their minds over it. So yeah, she <laughs> she had a, she had a good social media day that day because I think not that, like the story had already broken was on Reddit, but she was one of the first people to post it in Canada, and it kind of she's well enough connected with the comic circle that her her tweets the one that got like circulated to everybody yeah. kind of thing. And it was one so, of those ones that they didn't like cool. they didn't announce or anything. It was totally viral. They just dropped it and oh. here. Like you can get fucking Predator or Castaway or the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly with fucking Deadpool on the cover. Yeah, Deadpool yeah. on the cover. Yeah, because they're all just slip-on cases. I went and looked at our Walmart here just to see if there were, and they did have them. They're just like all yeah. slide-on cases they they'd made, and like had their staff going just like yeah. oh, put Deadpool on the cover for a week, and then I, I'm assuming they took them off eventually, or maybe they're still there. I don't know. I would imagine they probably all fucking sold. Yeah, yeah, I, I, they I, sold. It's fucking funny though. It was like such a good plan. Like their their marketing for this was like yeah. unbelievable. Like next level good. Like they did such a good job with it. So yeah. it was all gorilla too, which was yeah. great. Yeah. Tim, what about you? Because I know what mine is. Yeah, probably probably the dead the DVD covers for me as well. Like I'm the trailers for this were all right. Like they weren't amazing. But what else? What else was there? Well, there was that thing he did in Korea, which was really funny. Where the unicorn did didn't sing singing. Yeah, that was hysterical. Oh, yeah. And then there was there was a Celine Dion video as well. Yes, That's that mine. Was, That's yeah. my favorite. Yeah. Let's see. Here's an article from The Verge. All the ridiculous Deadpool 2 marketing stunts you may have missed. A fake oh. tin, a fake Tinder profile. Did they really do that? Yeah. Uh-huh, that's awesome. He was on the Good Housekeeping cover. I don't think that was real, but they mocked one up on Thanksgiving. They also did um, Valentine's, which oh, were yeah. great. <laughs> and like they had um oh what was the really a good housekeeping cover like he said yeah i i i did really like the uh the Hugh Jackman video where he's in his uh hotel room and uh Deadpool's just sitting on the bed behind him oh yeah that was good did you guys <laughs> see the uh the David Beckham apology trailer yes yeah amazing fucking yeah. hilarious too yeah yeah <sighs> there was a candy that yeah. released called Trolley and it's little hands and tiny. it's Deadpool on the front with a tiny hand. <laughs> we didn't talk about the uh, the baby leg scene at all while we were like praising the movie. Oh, that yeah. movie, that no, fucking that was... scene, I was just like, nah. I was dying. <laughs> I thought it was hysterical. The CG was terrible, but the the baby, yeah, the the basic instinct like leg cross, yeah, and then was... like, wow, you're just you're just full on Winnie the Pooh in it there, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I was laughing, and I, I know a lot of people thought that was like pretty lowbrow, but I don't know. I thought it was really funny. <laughs> I thought like for the for the move for like the kind of movie this was, I'm like, yeah, that totally makes sense that they would do that joke. Like, just it's exactly the same joke, just on a way bigger scale. Absolutely, yeah. yep. Although that was like the one scene where like 
maybe about 30% of the jokes actually hit, but they were just oh, yeah. hard and fast. That Yeah, because they had uh, Zazie Beats and like TJ Miller more or less just going back and forth, like riffing on like yeah. the same couple things for like at least at least three or four minutes, right? Like yeah. they just kept going back to the two of them saying horrible shit. And I was like, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. But no, my, I think, I think my personal favorites were the Celine Dion <laughs> video because uh, the fun. ending of it is amazing and hilarious. And also I love Celine. You guys know how I feel about her. She's a national treasure. <laughs> <laughs> Say what you will, but she is, she like, look Deadpool two used her. I'm, okay. Because I'm she's, not arguing. She's a fucking national I'm just treasure. sighing because I hate Celine Dion. So there you go. Get out of here. Also, I liked all the stuff they did for Peter. Did you guys hear about this? They made a faked LinkedIn for well, him. He had, a, he had a Twitter. Like, that was the first thing I saw was Twitter. his Twitter account, which was very funny. Yeah. So. And, yeah, they just, like, a LinkedIn article he wrote about himself, or he wrote himself, and, like, just, yeah, they did a whole bunch of stuff just to let people know that he was, you know, a real person, so quote, unquote. funny. It was so good. It was it was the guerrilla marketing was so good, because you had to, for a little while, you had to look to find yeah. it. Yeah, that's that's just good. That's good marketing. Like that gets good hype built for a movie like this, which is just key to getting this kind of movie like a big wide audience is especially now is just like making sure you're like just dumping cool shit on social media. That's like, huh, that's awesome. Like, that's cool. That they did that. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had not seen this unicorn video. The the king of math. Thing the singing the sing in Korea. Yeah, it's fucking yeah, fun. That one, that one I totally missed. Oh. But that's fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> it's just Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool singing under a unicorn mask to a ridiculous show. He's got a pretty good voice too, if that's actually him. So like, yeah, the I didn't that cue that uh, music cue didn't really work for me in the movie though. When they started playing Tomorrow, when he's like sacrificing himself for Russell, I was like, eh, like sometimes this kind of thing is okay, but here it just it didn't match up well for me. Yeah. Mm, but yeah anyway so that actually that segues into gripes tell me what were your gripes uh tim let's start with you the biggest one for me is that they just fucking stuffed vanessa right in the fridge so for any of our listeners that aren't familiar with that reference so it's a reference to uh, a green lantern comic from the 90s where a villain called major force murders the green lantern kyle rayner's girlfriend really early in his story arc and it's totally gratuitous she fucking he butchers her corpse and shoves it in a fridge and it's mainly just done to further the male character's story arc and it's become just this like sort of really uh, reviled trope of comic book writing at this point and that's basically what happens to vanessa like you have this just a fucking lazy way to motivate Wade. Why do we need to kill this like really awesome, positively portrayed uh, sex worker character just to further Deadpool storyline? I'm it's 2018. I'm ready for that to that fucking trope to just die. And I was surprised given like how usually like smart Ryan and Reynolds is about that kind of stuff that that was the storyline they went with. Like that yeah. was that threw me a little bit because I was like, why? Are we? I don't know. I just it felt weird. <laughs> Like the, I think that there's way way better ways they could have got way yeah. into that place than just yeah. Uh, and I mean, sure they kind of reverse it at the end, but it still doesn't. Even that feels cheap though. Too, yeah, exactly. Right? Like, it still feels lazy. Like what it's. I mean, for something that is sort of so like meta and you know fourth wall breaking or whatever, you still have to have some internal consistency. You know, you still have to set up your own rules, even if those rules are fucking ridiculous and stick to them. Yeah. And the fact that he just goes back and basically erases the 
instigating event of this entire movie is just it helped him learn everything. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah. That was a little weird. So yeah, I, I really could have done without that. Yeah. I was, um, when he went back and revived her, I was like, so what was the point of Deadpool two? Exactly. I mean, it's still, it's still fun, but there's no consequence to it anymore. And like killing her like that. I, I don't know. I, you're right. It did feel like one of those ploys where you're like, is this the only way he can grow mm-hmm. is like, to be devastated because I didn't really notice a ton of growth. He was still just being Deadpool-y. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, it was, you know, the whole family movie thing or whatever. But again, I think that there's better ways they could have dealt with it. Yeah. But yeah. What about anything else, Tim? What about, what else? The only other one for me was I'm kind of getting New Zealand fatigue at this point. Like they're just you randomly dirty hormone. <laughs> I love, I love like uh, flight of the Concords and stuff like that, but we're getting to the point now where I think people are just putting like New Zealand actors in a role just cause there's like, Oh, they have a funny accent. We want this character to be funny. So we're going to cast somebody from New Zealand in that position. And in this case, didn't really work for me. The kid like plays Russell or fire fist or whatever. He was all right, but just I, like, if you want somebody funny to play a role, just get somebody funny. Just don't just cast somebody with a fucking funny accent. Yeah, I think mm. they were going. They were going for a kid. Like I just, I don't know how else. Like who you're gonna get to cast? Who's gonna be like, like who's got good comedic chops when they're like 13? Like not a lot of people. You know what I mean? So it's it's, yeah. it's a, that's a tricky role to cast. I think in a lot of ways, I don't think he was terrible. I don't think he was great by any stretch yeah. of the imagination. But like he was so secondary to like the whole movie's yeah. kind of movement. Like yes, he's there and he's like the inciting kind of antagonist for the whole thing in some ways i guess but like yeah i don't know it just didn't like it, yeah it didn't do much for me one way or the other like i didn't care that much it was just like how to, he was just another MacGuffin, like post vanessa dying to get like weighed into the plot of the movie kind of thing so yeah, yeah and I, I don't know like i usually love i mean i loved that actor in wilder people oh i was seeing that cool i thought the guy who played russell yeah and he was wonderful in it but i don't know I, to me, he just he didn't he didn't have emotions that I was like resonating with. We didn't even get to meet his character very much. There was he had very little dialogue. Yeah, he wasn't like yeah. in the movie a lot, considering what was going on. No. And when he was like when they're in the jail together, he w- didn't like they didn't really like connect at all. Like he's just like he's just kind of a douchey kid the whole time, and like you can tell Ryan Reynolds not or like Deadpool is not super interested in like having the kid around or anything like that. He's just kind of. I don't know. It all felt very strangely happenstancey kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah, they really didn't need to kill Vanessa to have him have resonance with a kid. Yeah. Well, that was my big thing. I was like, he doesn't her just encouraging him to go help would have been enough for me as a story. And like, that's your if that's your way of kind of like writing her out of the rest of the plot, where it's just she's like, just go deal with it. And I'll just be here when you get back. Like, there's no reason to kill her in that instance. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, even, I mean, it wouldn't have been, it still would have been a little bit, you know, fridgy, if to coin a phrase, if like she was just like really badly wounded and ended up in the hospital and that's what motivates Wade. But at least then she's not yeah, dead. Yeah. Well, she's not dead, right? Because they so. did a lazy fucking reboot uh, like right at the end of it. So, yeah. which I mean, yeah. we sh- like, I'm, I debate how much we should really bitch about this because they're going to snap everybody back in Infinity War Part 2 or whatever the fucking movie's called next year. So I'm like, they're just kind of doing the yeah, same yeah. thing, but we're giving going to give this movie shit for it. Whereas like next year, we probably won't be giving Infinity War too much shit for giving me my Spider-Man back. So, And it's not like they did it. In this case, they did it just to that like really like pretty unique female yeah. character in this case, which is, something, you know, and then there it was just like 
pretty yeah. much haphazard. I really like yeah. that Vanessa, like the Vanessa character, and like Marina Baccarin is fucking amazing. Yeah. So like more of her, please, all the time. But yeah. I'm assuming she'll be in the sequel. So I'm like, I'm not. So like her bringing her back, I'm like, I'm fine with it because I don't want that character gone. But at the same time, I'm like, why didn't he just not kill her then? Like, why was that? I don't know. Either way. It would it would be kind of cool if if maybe Deadpool three hung a lampshade on that in some way or at least like dealt with it like maybe Deadpool like maybe uh, Deadpool three is Deadpool fucked the timeline and now is dealing with a bunch of like crazy time travel shit that would be interesting which would give them an excuse to go back into like the him and Cable dynamic too like bring yeah. Josh Brolin back and like do another like like Deadpool Cable kind of story yeah. Oh, can you imagine bringing Deadpool into like Cable's future or something like that? Yeah, well, they've done it in the comics. Yeah, so. right, sure. Yeah, that being said, we already talked about Cable a little bit. Eh, he was there. Yeah. Like the comedic beats were, eh, like maybe about 20% of his like uh, jokes really hit for me. I was like, okay, he's fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. The effects were really hit or miss. There was some effects where you were just like, wow, they did this on a fucking like, which is weird because it's like, it was a big, they had a big fucking budget for this movie. And I'm wondering if they just spent it all on cameos. Juggernaut. Well, there was that too. (laughs) But then like also like marketing and stuff too, like how much money they spent on that. So like, yeah, I felt kind of weird that like some of the CGI was just like so slipshod that I was like, that's weird. Why? When you had a $150 million budget, does some of the CG look like dog shit? But yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, stuff like that. You gotta wonder if it was a rush job at the end. You know what I mean? Probably, yeah. Well, they, they that that movie they shot that really quick, if I'm not mistaken. Like, yeah. And it's also, I mean, it's not a movie that really hinges on the effects. No. Like, it is a big fucking budget, like blockbuster comic book movie, but it's driven more by writing and by comedy yeah. than it is by like crazy effect scenes. So they can get yeah. away with it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I yeah. Sometimes they can get away with it. In this case, I didn't notice it as much because I was enjoying myself, but. I could see, like, if you're kind of, you know, if you're diehard fans like you guys and you're watching it, that kind of thing takes you out of the the story. And that is probably, like, the only reason why I would really complain about it is, like, a couple times, like, once, if if shoddy CGI is taking me out, like, to the point where I'm noticing it and being like, huh, that looks cheap. It is taking me out of the movie a little bit, which is frustrating, so. Yeah. 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 No, for sure. Um, what about you, Mark? What did what were your gripes? I didn't have like a ton of gripes. Like, yeah, the effects work wasn't great. I wasn't super keen on the kid, just because like I felt most of his jokes landed flat. Like, then they were kind of dated. Their weird insistence on making dubstep references felt super dated as well. I was like, why the yeah, fuck are you still doing weird. this? That was really strange. Um, so like some of the some of the comedy, like we've talked about it a bit, where it was just like there's fifty percent more jokes, but only fifty percent of them are gonna land, kind of thing. Like. So like there was definitely like maybe be more judicious in like which jokes you're going to use, like really figure out which ones are going to land that first time kind of thing, as opposed to just leaving them all over the place. I'm wondering if between the the sort of dated jokes and like the big reveals, like we're never going to have that impact of of, like not knowing that X-Force is just going to get fucking shredded or that the juggernaut's coming kind of thing. Like, I wonder if those are going to impact the rewatchability of this. Yeah. uh, Compared to like, you know, the MCU movies or something like that. Yeah, it's entirely possible. I mean, it's a comedy. Comedy is like, I always feel like the certain comedy movies are like diminishing returns when you go back to them. So there's, there is that kind of aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like who can watch Ghostbusters over and over again? Uh, Just get really dated after a while. It does really. Yeah, it doesn't hold <laughs> up to multiple viewings. Oh, you boys. You boys saying your things. Was there anything else, Mark? Uh, 
probably if I thought about it more, I would probably be able to bitch about things. But like, no, I, I just had fun with it. I again, I think it's kind of the same thing we said when we reviewed the original. Was like I just kind of went in and just had a blast and like wasn't really looking at it too hypercritically, even though I knew we were going to do this episode and I was going to be asked to look at it hypercritically. <laughs> I was like, no, I like, it's not the kind of movie that I'm going to sit there and blast for a ton of problems or whatever, because it's, it's popcorn. Like it's, it's here and it's gone yeah. the next yeah. second. So well, that's kind of why point of bitch. that's kind of why I didn't really want to prep you guys with too many questions because I feel like it's like, it's just something that you want to just have fun with and the gripes that you have, on the on the top and on the surface usually don't go super deep with a movie like this because it's just fun yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i wasn't like looking for things not to like about this it was just there are those couple things that like really like hit me kind of thing you know not that i was like oh my god that you know just wow how can i pick this apart it was just like wow i can't believe they did that to vanessa like that just took yeah, me out of that, that, one, that one that one that one kind of ruined me for a little like the movie for me for a couple minutes yeah. just because i was like it means i don't get to like have that character in the movie anymore which i i really enjoy that character and it also means i don't get to look at marina baccarin which again i really <laughs> enjoy looking at marina baccarin so i don't know why they did that but the rest of the movie yeah like i didn't have any problems with anything else that i was like this is too much for me like i didn't hate josh brawl on his cable like i didn't love him as cable like he was fine yeah, i was kind of like oh okay yeah you were cable i like i like i think i, I think i liked him better as thanos like overall but i think that's just that movie yeah. was just like i would say it's a better movie but it is like it's just a bigger kind of like better kind of movie so it is a little different to compare like especially his performance in that versus his performance in this and but josh brolin like, does anybody actually give a shit about Josh Brolin that much? Like, I don't. I really liked really him as Thanos. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I mean. I hadn't seen him in anything other than that, like recently. Like, I remember him being in Goonies, but like, he sucked in that too. So whatever. <laughs> no, he's had big roles. Like, he was in W. But a lot of his big roles have been like dramatic yeah. roles, and not so much. He's like big. Well, and he fucking did Jonah Hex, which was a piece of shit. I, I will admit, he got piece of fucking fucking shit. jacked for this too, though. Like, he looked really like he looked the part. I yeah. thought like he was yeah. huge, like not huge because he's like five foot eight or some shit like that. But when they did hang a lampshade on that one, yeah. too, didn't yeah. they? Where they said like he's supposed to be taller or something. Well, or... he stands next to Ryan Reynolds, who is like six foot two. Like he's a, not super tall, but he's relatively tall. And like you could, he was above. Like he was either standing on a box, or you could tell that there was like a height differential just from like just proportionally. You can always see it, kind of thing. Like you can tell his legs aren't that fucking long. You know what I mean? So yeah. But I, I thought he was fine. He totally like. Yeah, he's not that short, too. No, he's, he looks he looks shorter compared to Ryan Reynolds, so. Yeah. You know, uh, Josh Brolin, to me, shows up when they need, uh, like, a guy. Well, just, you know, yeah, when you, you need that mean? gruff, need that, like, manly yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That gruff dude. Like, you need, you need a guy. Yeah. I agree. He was in Inherent Vice, which is the worst movie ever, and I fucking hate it. He was in No Country for Old Men. Yep. He was really good in that. And milk, apparently. Was he in milk? Really? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, look. X-Force has been announced. Um, he'll be Nathan Summers and Cable. Yeah, they've been talking about that one coming out for a while. I think that's the next one that... I don't think it's Ryan Reynolds' next movie. I think his next movie is actually that... He's doing a movie with Michael Bay for Netflix now. But I think the next... Oh, he was in... Yeah. He was in uh, Men in Black 3. He was young. Oh, that's right. Kane. Yeah, he was good in that. Yeah. I'll give him that one. I'll totally give him that one. Yeah. He was pretty good in that. He did, he did a really good Tommy Lee Jones impression in that, actually. So... Yeah, and Grindhouse, he was in. Seen Grindhouse? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Fair enough. 
You know what he is, though? Because he's he's a decent character actor. You kind of forget about him. Yeah, that's pretty much like what I like my whole feeling yeah. about Josh Brolin is just like, ah, he's around. Shit happens around him. Because like, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes it, it's like um, it took me years to figure out Daniel Day-Lewis was Daniel Day-Lewis. Because like, he disappears. He in disappears. Those roles, and I don't like, think that Josh Brolin disappears in the no, roles. No, 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 but it's that same idea, though. If it's a really good character actor, you kind of forget that they exist. Yeah. Yeah. Because you remember yeah. the character versus the person. And so, like, I'm not saying he's Daniel Day-Lewis levels of phenomenal, but I often kind of have to go like, oh, yeah. Oh, right. That was yeah. Josh yeah. Brolin. Yeah, I still I have, I have the same kind of enmity towards him as tim does because of that jonah hex movie which is a character like one of those kind of obscure dc characters that even though they are super obscure it could have been exactly like yeah jonah hex is a cool character i like jonah hex a lot so um there's a run of i think it was jimmy palmiotti that did a run on him for like three or four years it was fucking amazing so like the fact that like they did this dog shit movie of him kind of pisses me off and it's like it's that they're never going to go back to that franchise which is really annoying because i really like that character but so i i don't necessarily blame josh brolin for that movie being a piece of shit but it probably didn't help because his performance was not fucking spectacular yeah it got a 4.7 yeah it's not <laughs> a good movie also it had megan fox how are you supposed to act across from her i don't she's not that bad like i mean oh, good in like ginger snaps. she's she, that's not her no, ginger snaps her. no she that's, did, she uh, did Kathy, later, no she did a later mm-hmm. one that was jennifer's body jennifer's which body. she actually yeah. isn't she isn't terrible in that yeah, either that although she is acting across amanda seyfried who is actually really talented so there is that but no uh ginger snaps is Catherine isabel who yeah is canadian and yes please <laughs> no but I, yeah no, i was, I I was thinking a girl crush on I have a big girl crush on Natalie Dormer. I don't know why that just came up. Oh I think, God, I think absolutely. anybody that has a heartbeat has a crush on Natalie Dormer. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> but anyway, I think my only gripes with the movie were, again, like we said at the beginning, it was too much stuffing, not enough substance. Phrasing? <laughs> no, I meant it. <laughs> All right. Good. No, just lean into it, guys. Like, yeah, just, yeah, lean into it. Lean into oh, it. I already mouth. Get, get sex to your fucking microphone for half an hour. But uh, yeah, no, I I found that it was just, there was a lot of stuff that could have been cut, but I feel like wasn't because Ryan Reynolds and the other two writers were like, this is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. There was, there was, there was probably a little bit too much like yeah. they're like, too self-happy with themselves. Yeah, yeah there's uh, too much like self-patting on the back, just being like, no, this is too good. They needed better editors. Yeah. Yeah. Like more balls to be like, guys, this is bad. Take it out. I don't think that's uh, going to be a problem when they uh, they get bought out by Disney. I think there's going to be somebody kind of standing over them, being like, you know what, we can cut some of this shit, right, boys? And they'll be like, no, we can't. We're like, well, guess what? We're fucking yeah. cutting that shit out because Mickey Mouse walks in, a la South Park. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you gonna cut that out, right, Ron? <laughs> Part of me wonders if that makes me lay the smackdown. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I kind of wonder if that's like maybe Ryan Reynolds being too involved in this process. Like, obviously, these movies are like very much his baby. Yeah. And uh, and I wonder if like he's sitting there in the editing room being like, no, I like that joke. Leave it in kind of thing. Yeah. Everybody else is just like, no, I, we don't I need think. that one. And I think because he kind of picked the director, like he had some one of his boys directing it. Like it wasn't Tim yeah. Miller again, which like, I, I mean... I don't know what happened there, but like I, I think part of the magic of the first movie is the fact that like he had a strong director working with him, kind of thing, like to kind of rein him in a little bit. Which 
yeah. worked to his advantage, I think, in that movie, and probably could have used it a little bit more in this one. But I mean, whatever. Like it made two hundred million dollars. Like I, we're splitting hairs at this point. Like nobody actually gives a shit if it was like if if there was minor flaws with it. Nobody gives a shit because it just made all the money. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Like I will say these things that you know that I wasn't you know totally a hundred percent happy with Russell. Uh, even though I still liked him, like I thought the the death scene definitely went on too long. Yeah, the third time he revives, I was like, "Fuck! All right, the gag's over. Like, I'm done. Yeah, it's, it's over. It's over." Pee. And that's Can one we of those things. This like, movie already. Yeah, I know. And when you feel like that too, it's unfortunate because like there was so much. If had they just trimmed the fat of the movie, I think it would have made it a ton better. Oh yeah, absolutely. I completely. But it was like the thing is, like we just said, it's still a really fun, really good movie, and because it doesn't take itself seriously, it's hard for us as an audience to take it too seriously because they'll just come back anyway and being like, "Well, fuck you!" Like this isn't supposed to be a filming masterpiece. This isn't Titanic. Which I actually think is kind of like a valid thing to say. Like we were making a comedy. Like you can't be yeah. sitting here like comparing it to you know whatever. Like it's no. not going to be Citizen Fucking Kane or whatever. Like it's it's <laughs> a Deadpool movie, right? Like I would die if Celine Dion won the Oscar for Out of Ashes. <laughs> I would die if they gave her an Oscar. Period. But I mean, how dare really, you? For my heart will go on. Yeah, my heart yeah. will go on. Or at least the people how who wrote that song. Dare you? For, have an Oscar yeah. for it, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I think we're. we're about I love how defensive you are of Celine Dion. She's a national treasure. She's like the bare naked ladies. Gord Downey was a national treasure. Celine Dion is a national fucking embarrassment. All right, that's no, why we sent her to the state. Not that's why we sent her down there. I can't even <laughs> handle you right now. Yeah, she's, she's where we keep all our national treasures in yeah. Las Vegas. Yeah, along with Justin Bieber, just like away from Canada. <laughs> He's not a national and, and treasure. Br- and Britney Spears, who also has a Vegas show. She's, yeah, she's not, not Canadian. Canadian. No. Although I would take Britney Spears over Celine Dion, honestly. How dare you? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> she that's is right. a she is brilliant. I just Christy, she is so Christy, talented. This is why we rag on you is because it's so fucking easy to get under skin, especially about this, which is like, and, and you could, you know, the ways to get under our skin. You could so easily do it back. You just don't. I don't because I'm a nice person. <sighs> I have. We'll break. We have, we have text messages that disprove that theory, though. So like. Uh, there's like two years of us chatting in that dance robot stand chat that you said just as horrible shit as we have i have <laughs> not tim you want to back me up here come on really uh yeah uh yeah <laughs> there are there are bad yeah. things from all like of us what from all of us it's not like it's just like yeah we're not saying it's just you we're all terrible it's just that you like to hide it on the podcast for some reason whereas tim and i are just like <laughs> no it's fine well, let's talk about babies. Dead babies all the time. Dead, <laughs> just dead, 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 yeah, dead, 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 dead toddlers dead. that Christy picked <laughs> Exactly. So Deadpool 2, what do you guys uh, what do you guys think? I think uh, it's about time to wrap up the podcast anyway. Like I don't have any more questions. So I was just gonna say final thoughts. Yeah, like ratings or something. Yeah. So um what are your uh, final thoughts and like out of uh, you know, one to ten, what would you give it? No, no, I'm not. I'm just gonna let it go. (laughs) I'm just gonna let it hang in the air because I'm a shoddy host. Uh, Tim, why don't you you, you start? Why don't you tell us what you think? 
I don't know. Like, like I said, I enjoyed it. I had fun with it. I don't think I liked it as much as the first Deadpool movie. I think it's probably going to have less rewatchability than the first one as well. Um, I think it was maybe a little less consistent overall. So I'm going to put it at like a seven, seven and a half out of ten. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's good. It's pretty good. It's just, uh, and, and it. I, I agree with Mark. It was a nice like sort of palate cleanser. A nice like. It, it was it helped bring the mood up after infinity war for sure even though they're not technically same universe yeah yep. but they're in our universe as movies so it kind of worked out for them so yeah cool what about you mark uh i enjoyed it like i definitely think people should go see it i don't even think i had as many gripes about it as tim did like i just kind of like i just went in and was like yeah i know i'm gonna laugh i got a little high before i went in there i totally like high schooled out and like drove to the movie theater and like smoked behind the movie theater and then walked in and watched the movie like as soon as I finished smoking the joint, like tossed it and just walked in, sat down, I had a blast with it. I was laughing my ass off the whole time. Uh, that X force sequence was just <laughs> holy shit. Like I was losing my goddamn mind the whole time. I'm like, are they going to kill all of them? And then they fucking did. I was like, that's just genius. No, they didn't kill, well, they didn't kill Domino, right? Like you can't kill Domino. She was in all the marketing, like up front in the marketing, <laughs> but everybody else, they just wiped out. And I thought that was hysterically funny. So yeah, like with, with the exception of not enough Marina Baccarin, like, <laughs> yeah the movie's great i think everybody should go see it like if you if you like the first one it's kind of more of what you liked so why would you not see it you know what i mean yeah. so plus the, if you like the first one you should yeah. definitely plus go the see baby it. dick thing we fucking laugh my ass off so there's, oh, there's, like, there's three or four like amazingly good gags in this movie that are just like hysterically funny yeah. so the cure for blindness oh, under the fucking oh, we didn't even boards. mention Al. holy oh, blind shit. Al. so good in this movie <laughs> so good in this movie even tj miller who like i don't really Man. care for at this point like i never really did he was fine like i thought he was all right. he's a dick yeah. but like didn't do anything ex- like exceptional again i this movie's all just like predicated on the fact that i love ryan reynolds playing deadpool and i like i really yeah. enjoyed zazie beats as domino and actually want to see more of that character yeah she was red as soon as possible yeah, there are people talking like solo movie for that i'm not quite sure that i'm there for a solo movie but i definitely like and she like more. she well she'll be an x-force which means i'm assuming it'll just be like it'll be her show a little bit more in that movie which is great because i think first of all zazie beats is fucking awesome and yeah that character was really well put together so i'm pretty happy with that yeah cool I guess for me, I would give it, uh, I'd say about a 7.5. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I, I think that I would have had a lot of fun with it if I was stoned. Um, That's why I sorry, I didn't see my rating. I'll just give it an 8 because oh, I, think, I think the weed gave it an extra 0.5 for me. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I think it was fun. Some movies are okay just to be fun. I think we're so used to things like Infinity War that we expect these, you know, spectacular um productions and deadpool was fun it was just it makes fun it it mocks those superhero movies in the best way by being like you can just have a goof of a guy like and a total asshole and still root for him and have a good time yep i agree yeah Yeah. so that's what i say and uh unless there's any more thoughts i think it's about time we wrap this bad boy up sounds good to me do it all righty well everyone thank you so much for listening um this has been uh our 97th episode which is crazy we're about to hit 100 three episodes away people if uh did we already decide on what we're doing for the 100th episode no uh you're hosting which means you get to, yeah, which means you get well, to uh, make that call 
I was going to say, if our audience has any um, things they want to hear for the 100th, any suggestions, let us know. If we don't hear anything back from you, then we'll just come up with something ourselves. <laughs> or I'll just come up with something. Yeah. Uh, you can find us all over the interwebs. Um, we have, uh, we're have we on Facebook at Dance Robot Dance Podcast. Um, we are on Twitter at DRD underscore podcast. We're on iTunes and the Google Store is Dance Robot Dance. And uh, you can find us on Stitcher and soundcloud and not soundcloud stitcher and um the google what's play the other store, one sound i engine. said google play and shout engine. sound engine thank you sound engine shout engine and, shout engine uh, shout engine shout, shout engine. engine my brains <laughs> i need coffee i didn't have coffee yet just but, google it yeah yeah but just google us we'll be there and uh you can email us i don't know if we check our email very much and that's a pretty <laughs> primitive way of contacting with us but you can <laughs> We're just dance robot dance podcast at gmail.com. There's some shade for you, people who like to email. So yeah. Someday somebody's gonna like send us a whole bunch of like emails and oh, shit yeah. like that. And then <laughs> so ridiculous. just to fuck Sorry. with us. But anyway, thank you again, guys, so much for listening. It's been a blast. And uh we will be talking to you next week. So take care, guys, and let's sign off. Tim, say bye. Scoutmaster Kevin? <laughs> Scout- that was good. Oh, that was terrible. That was I like that <laughs> one. I laugh my ass off with that one. Uh, so gross. Mark? Uh, have a good night, guys. Or afternoon or whatever the fuck. Where are yeah, we? Yeah, afternoon, whatever time it is. Jesus. And uh, don't forget to let us know what you uh, what you thought of Deadpool 2, two. guys. Word. <laughs> anyway. Deadpool 2-2? Two, two? I'd watch Deadpool two, two. into 2-2. Two, two. It's like Jacob 2-2. Two, two. Anyone remember those books? <laughs> anyway, goodbye, everybody. See you next week. Talk to you next week. Hear you next week. Bye.